janitor has found all kinds of lubed up produce back there, oh. uh, like a, a lubed up potato, lubed up cucumber, lubed, lubed up corn, carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag true story. Welcome back, friends and devoted guests, to the Vag Dialogues after a very, very long hiatus, for which I am deeply sorry for. Um, it was a very busy summer, and I got distracted by everything that you could possibly get distracted by. So now we're back, and I'm really, really, really super excited because I have two awesome guests with me today that I've been trying to get on for a while because I think they have very interesting stories, and I find them fascinating, so I hope you do too. So I'd like to say welcome to Mary. Say hello. Hello. And Matt. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why. Uh, So I met Mary when I think she would, you were pledging, correct? Yes. Does that sound right? How long were you pledging? When you were four pledging? years ago. Four years ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, t- that long already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three and a half, four. Oh, goodness. Do you remember when we first met? No. No? <laughs> I, no. Not it was so probably much. like New Year's Eve. Very possibly. That sounds legit. That sounds very legit. Yeah, I just randomly came and I was like, are you <laughs> sure I'm welcome? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Come on by. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. We like to have an open door policy because, you know, that's how you meet new people and make new friends. Um, and I do, re- I remember when I met you, Matt. That's too hard, Yeah, so, but we might have to get into that a little bit later. So, um, say hello, I guess, guess, to the folks at home. Uh, hello there, folks at home. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of our questions that we usually ask people when we um, bring them on the show is what back surprises um, people the most about you? And I think you have something very interesting, which is how we met. So what is interesting about you, Matt? Uh, well, I'm a witch. I uh, practice the religion of Wicca, and in uh, this I also happen to do divination, which is how we met. Uh, divination is uh, basically fortune-telling. Uh, only it's a little bit more legit than uh, than you, you like Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, I I read the runes. It's a, a, a Nordic a Nordic uh, written uh, language. Uh, scribed down on runes and they uh, or on stones and they uh, each represent different things. And I use that as divination words. Some people use tarot cards and stuff like that. Um, and. Uh, you girls were having a girls' night. Yes, we were. Where I was the entertainment. Yes, and it was highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the penis gallery in the back here today. And boots and pants. And boots and Say hi to Jared Sampson from uh, Something Gate. Hi, Jared Sampson from Something Gate. It's only fair that he um, interrupt on my show as I interrupt on his. So. Constantly. <laughs> All the time. And I will have to say, I was a skeptic. I've always mm-hmm. been a skeptic. I've always been like, Really? And so, did you know me beforehand at no, all? No, I actually prefer reading people I have no idea who they are. Which is cool, because that was the case, and I remember being very careful with how I worded questions, that I didn't want to lead you, and didn't mm-hmm. want you to like, because I know some of what, even people that do have the sight, or whatever you want to call it, tend to be like, part of that is their intuition, their human mm-hmm. intuition. And so I wanted to be sure that I wasn't feeding things in order to read into stuff too much, and I really find that... I was very, I know I was very careful with what I said, but still the things that you said, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Like, it was crazy. And um, I remember specifically, I don't know if you do, but I had asked um, about what was going on with some of our family members. Were they going to be okay? What was going on? And you had said, um, basically, that Jared's grandma was going to pass. And, and a few more words than that. A few yes. more words than that. <laughs> That's the short end of it. Um, she was going to pass. She was going to pass soon. And then, on top of that, then you said, but I see someone else. And you go, and you pause, and you're looking, and you're looking at the, at the, at the ruins, and you go, oh, man, th- this guy, this guy's a toughie. And I, like, practically lost it. Because Jared's grandpa's nickname is Tuffy and has been since he was a little kid. And he got really sick and he fought through it. And the doctor meant, man, this kid's a Tuffy. And that's been his nickname ever since. And I was like, of all the words that you could come up with and all the things that would be drawn to you, I was like, where did that come from? (laughs) Whoa, crazy. Um, Which was was funny there. Not funny, but interesting to hear that. And then what you'd said wound up coming true. And you'd said, you know, he's going to fight through this. He's going to come back. He's going to get to enjoy time. And, you know, I, I see him around for, you know, another year, maybe two. And he passed 18 months after that. I mean, you're talking like, are you, once again, wow, where does this stuff come from? Because I think yeah. you would have done this in, like, January, February, and we lost mm-hmm. Grandma Pat in March, and then we lost Tuffy 18 months later. Um, but he did have a good time, and he actually got to enjoy another barn party, or two more barn parties. 30th. The 30th one. His grandpa has been doing um, these parties at his farm every year for 30 years where the family and friends had come out and they'd had, like, music and they'd had food and it was just always wonderful. And he was there for the 30th one. Not only the 30th one, but I think all of the grandkids were there. Yeah. For the yeah, first time was, in a long was, time. I, I don't mean to pop No, in, please do. It was the... My... Two of my cousins retired from the military the year before. Okay. They were both home. The My cousin's wife retired from the military. She was home. Everybody in his immediate close family was there for the last one. That's awesome. I'm very happy to hear that. You know, he got to see that, and then he um, passed um, about a month later. So he got to say goodbye to everybody. He got to see his family one more time, which was awesome, and he was always happy to the end. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that was really neat. And then... You know, I'd ask what would happen with Connor, our son. Because mm-hmm. he'd been going through a rough patch at school, and he said, you know what, he's going to struggle, but he's going to do good, and he's doing awesome. I'm going to throw that out there. We had a rough yeah. couple of years, and I'm I'm over an emotional person to begin with. I cry is how I deal with things. But it's awesome to see that that's come true. And, like, we always hope that's going to come true, and, yes, it might have come true no matter what happened, but it was really it was cool that you said it might be a little bit of a struggle for a while, but it will get better. And he's just completely turned around and, you know, dealing with frustration, working through stuff. And he's pretty awesome. So that's, it's cool to see that, you know, yes, you can read into things and stuff, but I don't know. I think I was, after that, I was like, wow, holy goodness. (laughs) And I think Mary, you and I have talked about this before too, that you tend to be skeptic as well. Yeah, I'm really skeptic. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Like he was like, when I first started dating him, obviously there was the whole thing of like, I was I was raised in a Catholic school, so Mm -hmm. it's like you don't really see many Wiccans. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this is, and I'm not gonna like shun him, but this is a weird (laughs) Catholic dating the Wiccan. So then you got that. And I had never seen anything or, like, felt anything. I mean, I was paranoid. 
Like, I get really paranoid, so then I then I always think something's watching me. But then I was like, I've never Same seen anything. <laughs> I've never, like, really felt anything. He's like, there's something right there. And I'm like, no, there's nothing right there. <laughs> that is completely nothing. That is just a tree. Or that is just that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you think. That's, that's fine. No. <laughs> there's a little there's a line have you ever seen the movie um oh my goodness i can see it in my brain sandra bullock and um lake house no speed uh, no she was married to tom cruise Nicole gravity Kidman. Huh? um practical magic oh practical yeah, magic? yeah i love that movie i do too i like there's some of the things they say like mm-hmm. there's one line and one of the ants goes there's a little bit of witch in all of us because one of mm-hmm. the ladies are fr- talking at, towards the end and they're like i swear i can hear my child cry from across town mm-hmm. and it was one of those things and i think it's always i was back in my mind you know oh yeah that's very true mm-hmm. and most people have a little bit of witch in them some are just completely like me right you know <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I've always had the idea that there might be something out there, uh-huh. like the possibility, but I know that it creates me not to think about it, so <laughs> I don't think about it, and then I'm, I have this, well, I think you've called it a wall before, but it's just, yeah. I, I have this wall that it's not quite opened. Gotcha. Where I just, I don't see it. Some, like, if I'm in a creepy room, uh-huh. sometimes I feel, feel the creeps. Yes. But that's about as far as my parents. Whereas I see what's creeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, dude, you mind leaving? Yeah. I, was <laughs> I get a lot of deja vu. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of deja vu. Like, I've gone through, I've been doing things and been like, oh my god, I've been here before. So whether I've dreamed it or it's just repetitive nature or something, mm-hmm. but there, I get deja vu a lot. It's like, whoa. Well, I, I, before I, I converted out of Roman Catholicism into Wicca, I used to have a lot of deja vu as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I read, uh, eventually started doing was, I'm like, okay, this feels like a dream. What happened next in the dream? Mm-hmm. And try to find what, what's supposed to happen next. And oftentimes it did. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I wound up, you know, falling into, you know, divination and whatnot. Gotcha. Like, well, if I can, you know, just dream shit and it happens like this... Maybe I should look into this. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I got I bought Miss Chloe deck. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you gotta she, start somewhere. Yeah, before she was discredited. And I think I used it once. I still have it. It's sitting right. somewhere in my in my room. Um, but I eventually learned how to like read read as in like the alphabet runes. Mm-hmm. I wound up going to this shop where uh, in uh, Augustine's in Chicago, an amazing uh, pagan shop. And I was talking to Reverend Stitch. And he said that uh, he he had just run out of runes and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and because I'd asked him about it because I like reading them, I knew it was Viking and whatnot. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I have classes on how to read it. People all they want to do is learn how to read it." Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, well, I mean, it's a cool language to learn. Right. And he looks at me like I'm I'm stupid. Right. I'm like, <laughs> well, how else are you supposed to read it other than like you know A B C mm-hmm. D. And he's like, no, as in divination. And that's when I'm like, you could do that with this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's neat to do all this untapped stuff. Actually, I was looking at it a little bit. We're doing a Bats Rat party coming up here, and mm-hmm. we're doing a slumber party theme. And I was like, I wonder, like, could I fake out doing a really bad palm reading, you know, kind of thing. So I started to read it. And it's very interesting. And, like, some mm-hmm. of, like, what they talk about is um, just, like, 
I'm not kidding, you know, like mm-hmm. Wikiki How, okay, or Wiki How, or however you want to say it. You know, it's funny, like, one of it actually, I thought they actually had pretty good advice for someone, or what I thought was pretty good advice, now I do, I'm not an expert in any sense of the mean, but it was like, when you're getting into card, tarot cards was the first thing I was looking at, I'm like, can I fake out reading tarot cards for five people? Um, just, you know, no, nothing serious, you know, just as kind of a, a thing, but as I was reading through it, I was like, nope, no, I can't, because <laughs> it was, and the person that wrote the article in there had been like, when you decide you want to go down this path, you should really read some books, try and do some research. When you go, you want to try and look at a bunch of several different decks and see which ones you fe- that, that speak to you and feel to you, that you appreciate the colors for. And it just kind of went through, a li- you know, this is the internet. But mm-hmm. I liked how the thought process behind it was there. It wasn't just like, oh, you want to learn how to fake out tarot cards? Here's how to- it was- there wasn't that at all. It was like the- from a very serious point, and I appreciated that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, though, what what is what is fun and lighthearted to some people is very serious to others. So this I like that true. it took that aspect to it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, but now I kind of want to learn how to do it for real. I, I can teach you. <laughs> you know, it was just always cool. I think it, there's a lot of neat things. And I know I've always said I'm a people person. Like that's my skill mm-hmm. is reading people and that whether or not you want to call it divination or sight or whatever, you know, some people are just more perceptive. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. But that's, you know, thought process there. Do you, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Do you feel that people that are open to the idea of it are more receptive to it versus people that kind of shut it out and try and try and avoid it? Uh, it, it depends. Like, do you mean like the uh, people who are more uh, accepting of it, like, are easier to read? Uh, no, or, I'm or sorry. Or just like easier that, to, that, that easier, was... like, for them to read? No, what, what I, I, and I'm not speaking in terms of divination. I'm, say, I'm speaking in terms of, um, of people being more sensitive to oh to just what's out there right okay um for instance the fear of the unknown terrifies me right Mm -hmm. like i you you know you get like you like you're saying like she'll let mary will say oh i've you got this feeling that something's there and then you you right after you said that you go well i see it and i tell it to you know Mm -hmm. me i don't even if like i would rather not know and just go, uh, I just, I don't feel right, uh, things are weird. But do you think that people that are open to the idea, well, yeah, no, that makes complete sense to me that there's something there and I, I would, I, if it's there and I can feel it, I should be able to see it. Do you think those people are more open to being able to see those things or being more in tune with it versus, or do you think it's just something that's inherent to the person? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, okay. I, I do believe that you're born with a, a certain um, potential. Okay. Um uh, and everyone is, and it's just how, how much like your your life allows it to to come out. But people I find who are who are sensitive to these things and like just get creeped out and like sure. they're like nope, 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 and out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I eight legs and gone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, they they have a harder time breaking down that wall that they instinctively put up because mm-hmm. it scares them. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's human nature. Unknown scares everybody. Right. Um, but once they can break it down, their sight is uh-huh. pretty good. Okay. Like, I mean, I was like that too when I was younger. Um, for actually, that was for a while. Like, I was, when I was a kid, I, like, little kid, I didn't know the difference between someone who was living and someone who was dead. I was a sixth sense boy. And then my mom was like, no, they're evil, they're spirits from the devil. And so it scared me. Okay. So I put up that wall. You know, yay Catholicism. Uh, and <laughs> not, not, Catholicism, not to bash. Wow, wow. Not to bash. Yeah. Uh, and then I... Because we believe in them too. <laughs> well, according to the Bible, they're, they're, they're minions of the devil. Uh, so, 
Um, and then after, you know, I, you know, realized that it wasn't for me and I'm like, well, there's gotta be stuff out there, uh, that's not devil. Uh, I started noticing, you know, like breaking down that wall on my own and started seeing like different things like fairies and pixies and nymphs and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And, and the occasional demon. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, I, I do think it's easier for them to see if they have, if they're naturally more sensitive and get freaked out. Right. Um, but it might be easier for someone to cope who's not that sensitive. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. Oh, for sure. I think there's um, there's so much different things out there, and I have a very logical side to my brain. You and are the- so playing with your hair. Are <laughs> <laughs> you like my hair? It's gonna put a bun now. <laughs> well, that's why my hair is up all the time. I do the same thing. Don't feel bad. Um, Sorry, that's okay. And then you make me lose my train of thought. Um, but I have a very logical sense to my brain. And but in that logical part, I try and explain that there's a possibility. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. that people, um, some people are more perceptive to energies or mm-hmm. perceptive to the things that are out there. And I think. As we're older, as we get, as we start off as children, we have this possibility, and life tells us that that stuff isn't real. Mm-hmm. Very young, yeah. And like, I don't know if you've ever been around a small child that is smiling at something that no one else can see all the time. All the time, and my sister yeah. who's six is very perceptive like that. Yeah, and and you know, like they they'll see things and they'll come and tell you stories about stuff that you're like, that is way too re- real to be to be just completely made up by a three year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, ever seen the movie Heart and Soul? No. Okay, the movie Heart and Soul, um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it, but as mm-hmm. a child, um, a bus full of people are killed, four people, I believe, mm-hmm. are killed, and um, they show up as the moment, they're killed at the moment of his birth, and they're following him around as a child, and it gets to the point where, like, um, everyone thinks this kid is crazy, and so he shuts them out. And they pretend to fade away, so they pretend to not, they don't let him see him because, you know, he's lost his stuff. He asked them to mm-hmm. go away and they thought it would be better for him. But they needed him to cross over, mm-hmm. is what the story arc is. But, you know, kind of that thing, too, you know, their children are, are more perceptive to it. And they have mm-hmm. not been told that they're not allowed to think or, you know, that this mm-hmm. is the way it is. And I think there's a lot of media out there that touches on the possibility. Um, and then there's stuff out there that's super fantastical. So, mm-hmm. are, do you think ghosts are real, then? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I, I've dealt with far too many to say that they're See? not. My, my friend Kevin, who has seen, you know, weird mm-hmm. shit like, like ghosts right. and whatnot, and has seen what they, like, like, see them, like, closed doors and stuff, and has heard voices, has been touched right. by them, doesn't believe they exist. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he's a hardcore atheist, does not, he, he's like a Gnostic atheist. Okay. Like, he, he's like, I know that there's nothing, absolutely nothing, and I'm like, dude, remember when you got raped by that ghost? Or when, like, you got freaked out and you had me come and put a spell in your necklace this way you'd be, you know, okay and, like, have a protection. It's like, yeah, but I was just, you know, my, it was my mind playing tricks with me. I'm like, no, it fucking wasn't. We had a demon in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some really neat um, media out there. I'm very into movies around here. Have you, ever, have you watched um, the series Penny Dreadful that's out there? I have not watched it. I've been looking to get into it, but I haven't watched very it. Very interesting. It has a lot of different interpretations of light versus darkness and what Mm -hmm. is really good and what is really evil, which I think is kind of very Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, There's both good and evil. Excellent series. Mm -hmm. I really think it's good. There's two seasons out. Um, The second one just finished. And then another movie is on Netflix, and I highly, highly recommend it for anyone just because it's a spectacular movie called Odd Thomas. Yes. Love Odd Thomas. That movie's brilliant. That's the shit. 
That movie is. I was not. I was not expecting that out of that. Have you seen On Thomas? No. Oh, oh God. You, you gotta watch. Like On Thomas surprised you because it has what Claire? What does On Thomas have? It has uh, all. all the all the people, all the feels. It has all the feels. And when it hits you with all the feels, you're not fucking expecting it. Yeah, that's I, mean, I cried like a baby. Oh my goodness. We, we made a couch boat one so night. We took, we took our two couches, smashed them together. We have like a date night thing. Like, we, like put the kids to bed and like, yeah. we're going to make some popcorn. Like, like we, so we put like all the pillows up against the sides so we could like sit up and watch a couple movies. Yeah. Stumbled on the couch. And, couch like, and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, torrential downpour and... It was it was wonderful. Such a good movie. Brilliantly yeah. acted, wonderfully yeah. written. You know, like it's the boat axe. It's the boat axe. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like it, when you talk about movies that I feel like have speak to me spiritually, that one and Dogma are my two top movies. And it's funny to say Dogma is, mm-hmm. but Dogma really is. It speaks to a lot of things there. Yeah. You know, it's better to have ideas than beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And I I like those. Actually, I first watched Dogma when I was still Roman Catholic. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, I like the action and the angels and whatnot. Yeah. And w- when I was Catholic, I wanted to be a priest. Yeah. Because um, I've always had a very strong spiritual pull. Um, and then I didn't watch for a number of years. And the next time I watched it, I happened to be Wiccan. I'm like, oh, hey, God's a woman. I believe in God being a woman. Right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know. Oh, this is, yeah. It was, so I'm like, wow, it's like parallels coming up here. You're like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes religion tries to put things in a box far too much. Yeah. And actually one of the best classes I ever had was at Lewis University, which I know Mary also attended. Um, did you I ever may take... be attending. <laughs> okay. Well, did you ever take Christian Actions and Values or did you take Ethics? You have to take one or the other. I might have taken Values. Okay. I did too with Dr. Colonna. Colonia was his name at the time. I don't remember. He was the chair of the department... And it's a class on, basically, Catholic theology, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. But it's about Christian actions and values. I've never spoken with Catholics that were so out of the box from stereotypical in some ways. For example, he basically, we dissected the Catholic theology in several layers. And he, basically, like, we'd read something and he'd go, like, now what does that mean? And it would be, come out, like, basically... That passage in the Catholic theology says, as long as you believe, um, if you believe in God and and walk in his way, you'll go to heaven. However, if you do not know about God, but walk in the way that leads to light, you're going to heaven too. It was that thought process Mm -hmm. that just because you're not a staunch participating member of the religious community doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, resigned to purgatory, which I think is what most people think is the, is the Catholic theology. If you're not Catholic, you're going to hell or purgatory. And, Uh, and that's not actually what it says. It doesn't say that at all. And so that's why I, as someone that has been, actually I'm almost finished as, as I, I that have been part of a religious community for a very long time. My dad actually is an ex Catholic priest. He's a priest for 13 years and then became a Methodist minister when I was 10, who also has a very spiritual calling. Mm-hmm. So I've grown up with this stuff, and my parents are very like, you're like, you're a pastor? You were a Catholic priest? Because my mom's a theology major too, and, you know, lead by example. Be a good person. Yeah. Th- that's what I grew up learning, and it's so true. Like, isn't that better that, you know, we treat one another with kindness and Absolutely. respect? And those are the, the, the Christians and Catholics that I truly do respect. Absolutely. 
And then there's the ones that, you know, spit on me because I'm not their particular faith. Right. Which has happened. I'm sure. <laughs> but you have that everywhere, so it's not just one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I was raised similar to you. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a pastor in <laughs> my family, but I was raised always just accept people for who they are just because you don't believe in the same thing. Right. I mean, I've always... I've, I didn't meet anyone who didn't believe anything until I went to college. Mm-hmm. But I have a, me logically, I can't, I can't identify with that. That doesn't mean like mm-hmm. I've learned to accept that some people, everyone has their own calling. But I'm just like, what I, if you believe in something, that means you believe in something. You have a different point of view mm-hmm. than just we're in a box called Earth, and one day Earth is going to die, and we're all going to be dead. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Earth is round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she makes a good point because Earth can't fit inside of a box in a X Y Z vertice, which so Earth is kind of in a box, not a square. So I'm with you. <laughs> Our galaxy could be a box. We yeah. haven't framed it yet, Absolutely. right? We just don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. We don't, and I, you know this one. I like the new Pope for his forward thinking. I yeah, appreciate like, that. Like what, what he says about climate change and whatnot is. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. Like, like go Pope, you know, you know, and to just try and to be a little bit more open to understand that, like the shit that is in a lot of that, it was written so long ago, and a lot of it was political, and I think we forget that, and we, we've taken it now okay. as like this is religion, and it's like no, that's politics, mm-hmm. you know, like every, like I still laugh, and my father, who once again was a priest for thirteen years, my dad Perfect. actually went to pre seminary, he started at seminary when he was. 12, you know, or 13. And I think it's hilarious that my dad doesn't eat fish on Fridays. We're Methodists now. Methodists don't observe this at all. On top of that, my dad's the one that told me the reason they started doing that was because the Italian fish market was failing and they needed to up the sales. What I tell you. What I tell you. I heard that, you know, like, I'm like, and so, like, you know. Facts is facts, my man. But it, it's, it's the tradition that he's observing more yeah. than anything. And that's one of those things, like, one of the reasons I still feel a kinship to the Catholic Church is when I won some of my first memories as a child and things like the smell of incense and things like that are some of those memories that, you know, you're, you're talking about core memories. Has anyone seen Inside Out at this table besides us? No. Adorable movie. I highly recommend you see you see it. It's a new, uh, it's the new Pixar. Yeah, I yes. want to see it. Just because um, it's got uh, Louis Black in there. Who's amazing. Oh, yeah. Once again, all the feels in that one mm-hmm. as well. And they talk about core memories kind of shape us who we are and that's one of my core memories and I like the tradition of it I like the cadence I like the repetitive nature it's familiar to me which is why I have a really hard time with new age Christians like I can't do it I think they're all freaking batshit I have a hard time but I have to try and step back and be like everyone needs their own path to path Everyone needs their own path. The, 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 I, I, this may have happened after I left the church, but what's a new age Christian? What's a new age Christian? Okay, for me, a new age Christian is someone that follow. It's to me, it's the mega churches. They're churches oh. that have not been founded on solid, solid theology yet. Not saying they won't be, or not that their stuff isn't valid, but they're not following the the traditional church cadence all the time. Sometimes mm. they are. Sometimes they're not. So like practicing things like religion isn't just Christmas and Easter it's Pentecost you know there's other things involved and so I have a hard time walking in and listening to someone preach and like our gospel for today is you know this story and then they're going to spend 45 minutes talking about something else that's not how I like my religion to be and so I don't like it and I have a hard time with that I also like I I have just 
in my experiences, found a lot of hypocrisy in it. I found a lot of judgment, which I find strange because, you you know, I think like the Catholic Church, for example, a lot of the old school traditionals, you know, Lutheran, Methodist, you know, Episcopalian are, you know, they're all, they're the ones that don't like anybody else and all these other things. But then I've gone with friends and things over the years to some of these, you know, non-denominational church churches and been told that either I'm going to hell or what I need to do to convert in order to get to heaven. And it's like... Really? You think God handed only you the key? Let me uh, <laughs> let me ask Mary a question real quick. Mary, have you been part of the same church from the time you were a child? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we've I've visited other churches in my area, but I've been sure. part of the same church my okay. entire life. And the standard Roman Catholic. Yeah. Okay. I'm, no, I'm just trying. Like, I'm just trying yeah. to see where everybody's basis Religious is. Religious basis. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm, just, I'm kind of curious. Well, because you've had actually. So we, we're going to draw you in now. Well, you've I, actually... I, was, I had no intention of that. I was just, too bad. I, I was. I wanted. I wanted to get Mary's opinion yeah. of like if you yeah. like. I want my second yeah. question was: Do you feel that there's this new age Christian movement thing, and do you do you think that's a one? Do you think it exists? Two? Do you think it's a good thing, bad thing, or do you think it's? I mean, neutral. I mean, where where do you go with that? Well, I think it's changed. Okay. It as in the Christian, like the, the, you're like like the Catholic the whole, or like the, the whole, whole going to Mass thing. Okay. I mean, I, I've never, like my family is not the whole like stringent, you go to Mass every sen- Sunday. Right. If you don't go to Mass every Sunday, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. That wasn't one of my core beliefs as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was more like, if you believe and you do what you can whatever but even when you go to mass it's like it used to be like our old priest used to be half an hour 45 minutes but people have stuff they have to do on sundays like right you go to mass to go to mass but it's not like your life should be there for two hours every sunday sure people have kids Mm -hmm. people are gonna cry especially i live in one of those new home i live in lombard so it's a bunch of new families right yeah that they want to go with their kids, but kids cry. Like, mm-hmm. you can get them for th- 30 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour tops. And that was my old priest. Yeah. And now, like, the newer priests and the new way that's set up, it's mm-hmm. constantly, like, everyone's singing, everything's singing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's just like, sometimes I don't like to sing. Right. Like, I just yeah. get. I just don't like to sing in public. But it's, it's my least like I lo- okay, you know me, right? I yeah. love to play guitar, love to sing, do all that stuff. I hate hate hymnals. I, I, I have very few that I enjoy. And I just like singing in church with a bunch of people, it just it I just it's not my thing. I like I, I actually enjoy the message. Like I'm like, okay, look, you're you're a person that's been scholastically and taught how to teach people your your rhetoric, great. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm happy with it. I, I want. To, tell me how you view your story, this story, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I enjoy that. Like, okay, this is how you're interpreting. This. So you're taking this reading and you're turning it into this lesson. That's cool. If it applies to everyday life, man, that's awesome. I don't care what religion you are. If you can take a thing that's been written a couple thousand years ago, whether it's the Quran, the Torah, the Bible, whatever, and you can apply something to like make people be better people, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Right? I want that. I don't want to sit here and sing for 15 minutes of the two hours. You know what I really don't want to do? I don't want to watch someone else listen to themselves sing. Uh, 
Yeah. Like we went with one, we went to one church with uh, Jared's folks one time and they, the, the people that had founded it had broken off from a church that they used to attend. And after a while, for, there were two things I had an objection to. One, it sounds like a really good idea to let your child go off while you're in church so you can focus and they can get, you know, you know, Sunday school. But for a two hour service, what I think children should be in church, I guess is the thing. If you want your child to grow up and learn that, how are they going to experience it by being in a playroom coloring pictures of a cross? Mm-hmm. They're not. I think religion should be experienced and they should, you know what? I'm sorry. A kid as young as four or five can be told to sit on their ass for 45 minutes and hold still. They, most of the time. Yes. Are you going to need to bring a crayon or two? Sure. Do you have to occasionally tell them to shut up? Absolutely. I'm not saying that. But if you tell them that they don't need to go, that, you know, children are, you know, not meant to be part of it, then that, I think, takes away from what I believe, which is that, you know, it's all-encompassing. And then on top of that, so the children aren't there, so they're gone somewhere else for two hours while you're, you know, listening to the word. That was problem number one. Problem number two was I had to listen to people sing to themselves. They were singing for their own joy, and I understand, once again, I get that, that, you know, you do what you love, but at the same time... We all have things. We all have lives. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to a concert. I came to church. <laughs> it's one thing if there's one song that's a special music and someone's singing, that's fine. And I love to sing, so I like the hymns. I like an, a bit of at least some hymns. But I, I've been to church services, too, where it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, come on, let's get on with the program, people. <laughs> and then my other problem was they gave a gospel, and then they spoke, and what they spoke on did not have to do with the gospel, and then they started talking about something else that didn't that was incorrect, and I was like, "Dude, go to Wikipedia and get your facts straight." I mean, it was like one of those things. <laughs> I'm very spoiled, though. My dad is a very learned man. Mm-hmm. He has two master's degrees or three or something, a couple bachelor's degrees. You know, my dad retired um, at 70 and got his, well, he just retired at 72 and then went back to work. So he got bored, but he got his phlebotomy license and all these other things. He's a very, he likes, he learns a lot of things and he absorbs a lot of information. But when he preaches, he'll be like, he will take what was in the gospel and apply it to life. Not just, or at least try. Or try to apply it to life. Things that are relevant. Like, I have heard my dad in a sermon go, I was watching Letterman last night. You know, and to take that and to adapt it and, and how you can take what this said and use that lesson in life. I like that. I don't want to listen to someone talk about something that doesn't isn't applicable. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I just want it to be yeah. out there. We've yeah. all listened to that priest or pastor or yeah. person. And I feel sometimes there's a lack of focus in the non-denomination or the new age, to go back mm-hmm. to your question. I feel there's a lack of focus. I feel there's a lack of um, true um, goal or lack, something maybe. I'm just like they all go to, it feels, I feel like, and this is stereotypical again, I feel like they all go to church for two and a half hours on Sunday and then walk away telling me how their life has completely changed. But then they don't walk the walk in everything. Mm-hmm. And that is the part I have a problem with it. And I find that more so in the new age Christians and the non-denominational Christians than I do in the traditional. And I don't, I mean, I'm probably, yeah, it, it's, that's not racist. It's something else. Well, yeah, but I've, I've always not been, I mean, 
because obviously I'm not super like follow the book. Yeah. Well, which I mean, if you were, book. you'd be killing me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, that's that's what I'm really worried. Like, how does your dynamic? Like, I like say your point, but, and I want to know like, how this dynamic yes. works. But like, where I was going when next. I was in high school, because I was the kind of person where like I never went. I don't think that you have to go every single Sunday and you believe what you believe. But like in high school, I was like, because I like. I have, I have, uh, what? I don't know what the anime is, but I have, like, a set of seasonal depression. Oh, so I'd go to sad. Mass. Yeah, I've had Seasonal I have anxiety sad. disorder, generally. Yeah. So okay. I have sad, so I'd go to Mass. Because mm-hmm. it was something, because I just sure. need my alone time. Right. right. So Sunday, it's one of those escape things where you listen to some guy talking about, and, it, like, some of it was good, some of it was bad, but it was, like, whatever. So I went to a LaSallian Youth High School before I went to Lewis, which is a LaSallian Youth College. Right. And they had a Lasallian youth group mm-hmm. where you meet people from Minnesota and Tennessee and everyone in the Midwest. And we'd go out and actually, like, help people rather than just sit there and be like, you're supposed to give to the poor and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. We, I was actually doing it. That's like, Me cool. and my friends would, that's, like, that's cool. like, wipe up poop yeah. from off the wall so that someone else could live in that house. They couldn't right. afford it. And, and right. See, that's my experience, too. There was a great program in Rockford called Share, and when my dad lost his job, we would go and we we do community service. And I know that sounds silly in exchange for aid or assistance. Yeah. And it was so cool to be able to go and to, um, to learn that, to, to see it from the beginning. You know, you ta- we know we kind of talked about, like, it's your actions that speak louder than your words. Going mm-hmm. and doing things like that. It's so, it's invaluable. It shows you, like, people are all different types and all different people and things. And we did that in high school, too. We uh, went to downtown Chicago and served in missions. And, you know, I've done Habitat both in um, the Bahamas and in Tennessee. And, you know, to see how people live and, you know, to help make things better for other people. It's one of the things I love about being a Methodist, and then, you know, we'll move on from my religious rant. Um, I love about it for is... the past 45 freaking minutes? Hey, we're only... 37, so fuck off. <laughs> it's only about 20. It's only about 20. <laughs> but th- that church as a whole is one of the biggest... Um, I'm trying to think of a word. Um, we're one of the... We do a lot of... Um, Outreach. No, charity. That's the word I was looking for. But we do a lot of charity, and it's all over the place. You know, like, there are a lot, it's one of, they're one of the things, and known throughout the world as being, like, you need someone, you need help, you need aid, regardless of race, gender, religious background, anything. The Methodist Church will give you aid no matter what. They're the ones building wells in, in Africa, but not a church, you know? But there yeah, are a lot what, of places that will go and build a church, but not a well. Yeah, which, yeah, I, I give them the, the respect, their due respect mm-hmm. for that, because... And one of the things that I don't like about some of the like churches that go down there, like right. the Salvation Army and whatnot, is going down there, building churches, you know, they'll feed the people a little bit, uh, but then they'll be like, especially in Africa, like, you can't use condoms. Mm-hmm. And there's an AIDS epidemic in, in Africa. Right. And so they're just, they're telling people that, you know, you'll go to hell if you use a condom. So they're screwing without protection and getting AIDS, which in my opinion is hell on earth. Right. <laughs> so, uh. Huh? You're going to sin, sin all the way. Words of my yeah. grandmother, words to live by. I think we've talked about it on before. Yeah. If you're going to sin, sin all the way. So if you're going to have premarital sex, might as well use the condom. So, perfect segue. Yeah. Speaking of condoms, Matt, what do you do for a living? I work at a porn shop. Nice segue. Thanks. 
You like you like you like that? So boss got a segue. So Mary, when you first heard he was going to start working at a porn shop, what did what went through your head? Yay. <laughs> I mean, not yay in the perspective. <laughs> I get all the things. Well, because you're Catholic, you're saving yourself for marriage, obviously. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. You are being recorded. It's on the record that you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, um, I mean, bottom line, I was happy that he had the job. You, you, got the yab. you got the yab. You got the yab. Yeah. Job first. And then I was like, eh. I was like, as long as you're not doing weird stuff when you're at home and I'm not around, I'm okay with it. And I'm sure that's one thing you've we encountered. Weird stuff. Everybody's weird stuff is different. Oh, yeah. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are surprisingly awesome. similar to one another, but right. it's so fucking weird. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, people coming in with diapers and tights and off. Oh, oh, my God. I totally like want to put, like, when I edit this, I yeah. totally want to put like a... <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. Like, oh, shit. I'll go turn the lights down. No. Right? <laughs> oh. What is the weirdest... To you, what is the weirdest thing you've encountered? Because... Once again, weird is what, what feet to some people is disgusting. Where weird like is subjective, um, you know, facials is is really super gross to somebody else. So that's why. What what is your what is your weird tolerance level, and what is that? That, uh, that like, has changed. Nope. <laughs> that has changed since I started working there. Like I, like before I started working there, like I've never been a homophobe or anything like that. Right. Before I started working there, I was like, you know, I just don't want to see gay guys having sex. And I have to deal with gay, you know, movies and magazines daily. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching, like, you know, I'm, as I'm putting the DVDs away, I'm seeing pictures of, like, a, a hairy bear ramming this twink in the ass. You know, a twink is a younger-looking gay I, guy. I, I, okay, there you go. Explain to our... Just because I know what a twink is doesn't mean our listeners yeah, at home uh, do. Whereas a bear is a... Is a, 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 a tough, self-explanatory, a very hairy, manly, like, biker-like gay guy. Guy looks like a... Kind of human version of a man. Yeah. Human, human version of a bear. Exactly. But so like my, my, my weirdness has, has changed since then. Um, but I, I think uh, the weirdest thing that I've seen, the, the, the thing that has creeped me out the most, uh, wasn't something I'd seen, but something I heard. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, Strange phone calls sometimes. Yeah. And I like to think that some of them were prank calls. Uh, <laughs> I really, really hope that this one in particular was. Did you call him, Mary? No. no. <laughs> it, was, uh, so, it was probably a man that you were going to talk about. Some guy called. Um, and uh, over a course of like conversation, because he was asking me weird shit, uh, but then he ended up with... Do you guys have those Japanese blow-up dolls? I'm um, like, well, we've got uh, an Asian you know, model blow-up doll. I, I don't know if she's Korean or Chinese or Japanese. He's like, no, the ones they sell in Japan modeled for the three-year-olds. What? <laughs> no, actually, he's like, no, no, the younger one. I'm like, well, she's like 18, I guess. He's like, no, the ones that are modeled for the three-year-olds. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, the, the three. And I'm like, uh, you know what, sir? You're, uh, fuck you. 
And I hung wow. up. Wow. He called back. No. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I'm like, and he was the same voice. And he's like, can I talk to your manager? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you just hung up on me. I'm like, are you the guy who was asking about the three-year-old uh, doll? He's like, no, no, that's disgusting, that's disgusting, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, trying to, like, say that, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, we, I must have misheard you then, I apologize. And then he was like, no, you got a four-year-old doll? I'm like, go fuck yourself, you oh, piece of shit, oh, disgusting God. prick. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, that, that was probably the most disturbing. That took something from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, I, like I said, I have a oh. six-year-old sister. Yeah. Oh, and so, like, God. that shit hits me where my home is, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um... And, and then I've, uh, we've had uh, one of our guests who, like, we talk to and whatnot, who goes in the back and just sort of keeps an eye on things for us while he's back there. He's found a, a jewel bag full of feces in one of the rooms. What? Uh, yeah, human feces. Uh, our uh, janitor has found all kinds of lubed up produce back there. Oh. Uh, like a, a lubed up potato, lubed up cucumber, lubed up corn, carrots. Um, found a severed dog's leg oh. back there. Holy shit! And granted, there's only men that go back there. Yeah, we don't right. have females back because there. Because women, the, the whole prostitution thing, so there's only men. Right. So all of these are men things. Wow! And speaking of prostitution, I had a guy come in uh, <laughs> last week trying to sell a prostitute. Oh, like, that's s- Sell you a prostitute? Sell me a prostitute. Huh. And I'd sell one of my customers a prostitute, and I kicked his ass to the curb. And he was pissed. How much? Uh, he didn't get to the price. Oh! Uh, he, he, this black guy comes up, like, well, I was putting moves away, so I don't know if he realized that I was working there. He's like, hey, man, you like Weta's? And, and I stopped him, because I'm looking at him, he's a black guy, and Weta is Spanish for white girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like maybe I mis- misheard him. I'm like, what did you say, sir? Weta's. You like what? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Girls, do you like girls? I'm like, well, I prefer them to men, you know. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got this fine ass white out back of you. I'm like, no, sir, I'm taken. Yeah. Thank you. And that's the first one that popped into my head. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Nope, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. uh, She's testing me right now. <laughs> Wait, Mary, where are you? <laughs> she just got like peeks, like peeks around, like like around the door secretly. I was the woman. <laughs> Uh, but then I'm like, uh, he's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And he tries to go in the back rooms. And you gotta pay to go back there. Because we don't want our guys to fuck each other for free, you know? Right. Uh, if we can make a buck off of it, we will. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, profit the capitalism, man. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> By the way, this is not a PG... PG That's okay. All of our stuff says that we're, we're explicit, we not, not safe, for, safe work. for work. Yeah. Okay, uh, You're cool. good. Well, it's safe for my work. <laughs> you know that's but, a very subjective point. Hashtag sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, so he tries to go back there. I'm like, sorry, sir, you got to pay to go back there. He's like, all right, how much? I'm like three dollars. He's like, all right, right. So he starts. He walks around the other aisle, and I'm still putting some movies away. And I hear him go to the old ass dude. That the only other person in the shop with this old ass guy. He's whenever he comes in the shop, he's there for like. 10 hours with his magnifying glass looking at each movie with the magnifying glass and I'll be like by like 10 um but it's just weird creepy old dude um <laughs> which I mean we have a lot of weird creepy old dudes that come in but but no like the best part is all this shit happens on the night shift <laughs> like, 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 
this is like, oh, this is two in the afternoon. This is like two in the morning yeah. on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the weirder shit happens uh, Tuesday to Thursday. I'm sure it does. Like, the... the, the the standard freaks are out Tuesday to Thursday. They kind of go into hiding, and then you have your weekend warriors that think they're freaky that are nowhere near yeah. freaky on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I, I want a vibrator. Oh, my God. I'm going to stick something in my butt. I always think that's funny when, when I've gone to Lover's Lane before and stuff like that, and there's always like, there's always like one girl that wants a vibrator but doesn't want to ask about it. Mm-hmm. And I always want to be like, you want that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, the jackrabbit, it'll it'll fuck you up. <laughs> That's um, but anyway, so the the guy goes, uh, the black guy goes to the old guy and he's like, "Hey man, you like what us?" And so I turn around, I'm like, "Sir, if you're going to be soliciting in my shop, I'm going to have to ask you to leave." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm not soliciting." And then he goes to walk towards the exit, and I go behind the counter. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, can I get some tokens for me and my girl? And I'm like, uh, you can't bring a female back there. And he's like, well, why not? I'm like, we don't allow them so we can keep out prostitution rings. And he's like, whoa, 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 and he's just pissed and shit. And then he just storms out. And he didn't even park his car. It was like, just like, well, he didn't like turn it off. It was parked, but like, you know, right in front of the idling, right oh in front of the door. Gosh. Like, not eat, like, like the door's like right here and we mm-hmm. have parking spots right here. Yeah. Yeah. And he just parked straight up like... We right. may or may not have been there before. I, know, I may yeah. or may not have known exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> My coworker might have, might or might not have gone into his shop before he started working there. So <laughs> a lot of people go there. We, we had a... There isn't any in the area. My, my, my one friend, uh, Kim, <laughs> who's, who's currently living in Wisconsin, uh, her ex-boyfriend, who she was roommates with... Um, Actually, uh, rumors with his name is Steve. He, uh, we found him in the shop coming out of the back room where, you know, gay guys go and fuck each other. Now, we happen to know he was bi. Um, and they had been split up for a while. But, uh, like, Kevin was working there. I wasn't working there at the time. And sees Steve just walking out, you know, with some other dude. And, like, he, my friend Kevin recognizes Steve. And Steve was just like, nope. <laughs> 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 so I just walks Gotta go. <laughs> never comes okay. back. Okay, <laughs> so the back room is like, it's it, there's videos or booths back yeah, there? Yeah, there's video booths, yeah. There's video booths. So you there was no what happens in the back No, room. hold on. No. <laughs> Obviously, dudes are whacking off and sticking things in their butts. Mm-hmm. But you don't let women back there so you don't have prostitution rings. But men go back there and bang each other and it's okay? Technically, according to the rules of the shop, okay. you're not... It's for, uh, the booths are one person per booth, viewing pleasure only, mm-hmm. technically no release. You're not supposed to even pull down your pants and whack off. Right. It's just to watch. But, that, that, that's just liability, so, you know, uh-huh. we don't get fined and, like, our insurance is lower. We, we, so we told them not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have the, the, the rule sheet in a booth. Mm-hmm. In a multi, in a, not in a multi-booth, but in one of the preview booths. So it's not even the booth, like, the one of the booths. The booth that they're standing in. Yeah. So it's, it's so fucking stupid. But it's, it's, <laughs> we could say, we posted it. Um, right. It's, it's right here. Understandable. You know, actually, um, I used to, I know it's not quite the same. I used to work mm-hmm. for an employment agency, mm-hmm. and actually, we did not have to ver- really verify that the Social Security card was valid. Mm-hmm. That's not our responsibility. It's the mm-hmm. person that's giving its responsibility. So once you post the liability sign, if something happens and they've broken your rules, you're not liable because th- these are your rules and they broke your rules. Yeah. I understand. We're on board. Uh, but... Uh, 
So, but we allow guys to go back there because if we allowed females to go back there, one, our insurance would be up, uh, higher okay. than it is. Um, but also, I think in the 90s, I forget, if it, I forget if it was in Chicago or New York, but somewhere in the 90s, a shop like ours, not ours, uh, not like one of our company shops, but a, a sex shop like right. Lepers Playground, um, allowed females to go in the back and the girl was raped back there over the course of 14 hours to death. Ooh. Yeah, like wound up missing an eye, her teeth were knocked out. Oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, that's not fun. Wow. So we, we say we, it's for their own protection. <laughs> No. <laughs> why can't we go back there? Um, here, read this printout. That's why. That's why. So, want to go back? Yeah. Okay, sign this. Right. Okay, oh. I'll get out of my shop. <laughs> You're an idiot. Leave. What do you think is the funniest thing you sell? The oh, funniest. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would have to be. Uh, uh, it's a tie between. The dancing boobs. Okay. Uh, it's like those little, like, you know, those, like, chatter teeth that with the legs that... The, yeah. We have those. But they're boobs. Yeah, but they're boobs. Okay. And we have a, uh, a beating Barack Obama. It's a, it's a, it's a little, like, wind-up toy of Barack yeah. Obama masturbating. Mm-hmm. That's fun. What is your biggest selling toy item? Do you think? Not, like, biggest size, but, like, what do people come in and buy the most, do you think? Besides the tokens? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the tokens, yeah. Wait, can, wait, hold, can, I, can oh. I pounce it for a sec? Yes, Okay, it. so if you buy the tokens, do you get to pick what you watch, or is it just a loop? A uh, loop? We have 16 movies playing in the back uh, on a loop. Okay. You get to choose what channel. You can flip through the okay. channels. If you want to preview a particular movie that we have on a shelf, mm-hmm. that's $7 per disc. And you can stay there for the entire time. For uh, the entire desk. So you get, to rent it, you get to rent it for the desk for $7. Yeah. And if you choose to purchase that movie, the $7 comes off of the price. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you get to preview it, and then if you want it, you can buy it yeah. at $7 minus. Yeah. Huh. Huh. And then have some random, random gay sex in the back. Yeah, absolutely. So after tokens, and obviously pornography, uh, what I do people say... buy the most? I would say... Can we guess? We should guess. Please, please guess. Guess. What do you think, Mary? A what vibrator. Do buy the a most? vibrator? I think anal beads. Or plugs. I'm um, going anal. I'm gonna go with... <laughs> I like that he had to take a sip of wine before I he... I did. I'm thinking... For an answer. <laughs> Man, you guys picked the two easy ones, but god damn it, that's good. <laughs> um, are they, uh, let me ask you this question. Are either of them right? No. Okay. Fisting dildos. <laughs> they're they're a thing. We don't sell those fists. You don't. I've seen them before. There was a creepy porn shop on Route Thirty past the mall when we I was in college, and they had a fist. It was like a fist. Okay. So Anyways. so if it's not vibrator, if it's not anal beads, and we said it's not associated. It's not porn, right? It's not porn. Yeah, not porn. We're no or, porn. We're, no yeah. porn. Like we're Obviously, because porn written, written or visual. Yes. Hmm. I have another idea. <gasps> oh, snap. What? <laughs> Flashlights. Cock rings. No. Close. That's a second. Okay. Second. Okay. Um, lube is the actual number third. Lube is sold uh, less often than cock rings. It's straight up regular dildos. Like really? Medium huh? size. Really? Like average dildos. Really? Dildos. Wow. Wow. See, like, I, I, see, I <laughs> wanted to say dildo, but I'm like... Why would you buy a dildo when you can get a vibrator? Uh, that's my theory. I am not a like. You know what I think it is? We're gonna we're gonna go on the Mama Claire tangents here. 
I think women are hold on. <laughs> women are told that sex is is the epitome, like penetrative sex is the epitome of sex. Mm-hmm. I think is what they're told, and they're ingrained for so long that the first thought of how to masturbate is with a dildo. That the only way to get off would be to stimulate fucking. Mm-hmm. But statistics say that's not how most women get off. So it's funny mm-hmm. that that would be your number one thing. Whether I know there's dudes out there too, you know. Yeah, but a lot, still, a lot of it, at least that I saw, is, is to dudes. Yeah. Um. Pegging's a thing. <laughs> Some of the ones they buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, you don't want that one first. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, no. Uh, hey, I want this one. Uh, you might want to start. <laughs> you might, might want to start a little bit. Smaller, smaller than that. <laughs> Work your way up to it, like you know. What about your job is super normal that people would be like, really? It's that normal? Well, um, that's 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 a tricky question. It's <laughs> nothing. The answer is nothing. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the interaction between our coworkers is pretty normal. Yeah. Um, sexual harassment really isn't a thing. No, probably uh, not. Uh, it's hard to be surrounded by all that and be like, I'm offended by what you said. I could understand if someone's hitting on you, but like yeah. the joke aspect yeah. where a joke is very inappropriate in my office, then you can make the same joke at work and no one would think twice. <laughs> um, we yell red flag before we say stuff at work that's inappropriate. Red flag. Don't call HR on me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. We go to the coffee bar and it's only a select few people. Yes. Yeah, but what? <laughs> we go to the coffee bar when there's something that we don't... Or we work on Saturdays and Sundays. Like, there's this... My my coworker worked... Um, she speaks a different language. Okay. And she was talking to her mom. She's, she was, like... She was saying these... She was speaking to her mom in the language. And then she kept on saying this one word. It sounds really, like... Racial bad word. Okay, you were like talking around what you really want to say, and this but it's is, a ra- okay. So it's, it's, it's some sort of racial slang, which is nigger. Okay, so, no, it's nigger. It's nigger. Yeah, so okay, so, like it means so you use it, but it doesn't translate to English. Right. But it's like nigger cucumber, nigger's right zucchini. Right. So she was saying that, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Because I keep on hearing right. you say that. She's like, "Okay, you can't." It's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's literally not what you think it is. But it doesn't translate to English, but it's not what you think it is. And then I was like, what is that one word, like, on a Monday? Neighbor. <laughs> She's like, I was like, I was like, what is that one word that I kept on asking you about? She's like, I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> you can wait till later. <laughs> now I want to know what it means. It's like, it's a descriptive word. So okay. You use it right before you're going to... Like, if you're explaining something, mm-hmm. and then it's like something else. Okay. So, like, is it derogatory, it. or is it, yeah. like, okay. It's not yeah. nice. So, basically, I mean, no, no, it's no. sort of like... No, it's, it's, oh, okay. it literally, it's just, like, one of those nonchalant words okay. of getting more direct to the point where if you're, someone's, like, explaining something, mm-hmm. so, so if I'm, like, the song where you're singing, and you're dancing, and you're doing all this stuff, and you would be, like, nigga... Pitch perfect. Okay. It's where it's okay. more so like it's really directing not, it to the yeah. point. Okay. Of like, so you mean this, you mean that. Right. It's, ah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's an adjective. Okay. There a you go. Verb. Adjective. Ooh, see? Right. 
You learn something new every yeah. day, folks. Right yeah. here. The more you know. The more you know. Which if someone was passing like randomly, they'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she just said that." <laughs> but like literally, it's just it's said in a different language, but it kind of, it's right. not spelled the same way. Well, that, it's not that, that's one of it's one of the things about different languages is that they're <laughs> that when you're when you're speaking a different language in a foreign like even when you're speaking English in a foreign land and you mm-hmm. say something that's just standard. It can be taken so differently, and when you're in a business environment and you're speaking a different language outside mm-hmm. of English, you may not be able to say that word because it's like it's not that you're saying the word wrong or what you're saying is wrong, but people hear that and it's not okay. It's misinterpreted very quickly. Right. So mm-hmm. now we've given you some time to think about it. What's the most standard thing? Uh, I would I would have to say customer interaction, um, like. Just like any retail job, people come mm-hmm. up to you, ask you questions about what you have. And, right. And, and most of them are super freaking normal. Yeah. Like, a lot of our customers are really normal. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've said that we've got some weird fucks in there, but right. most of the people we have are really normal. They're like, hey, look, I want a, I want a dildo. I want something that'll stimulate my clit and my, my whatnot. I just talk to you. G-spot and clit at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, like, yeah, I want something like about this size and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, that has these functions and look, okay, well, let me take you, show you where it is, mm-hmm. and describe the products to them and just right. like, it's kind of professional, all, almost sterile, but you know, not sterile enough, just, just enough to be for, sort of friendly. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, um, I have been the go-to like sex advice guru for a long time among some of our group of friends, mm-hmm. especially like back when we were in college and stuff, which is funny, but still. I would get, especially like once you and I were a little bit older and the younger crowd would come in, I'd be the one that they ask questions to. Mm. So people, I I get a lot, like, what toy would you recommend? I'm like, well, how do you like to, like, how do you love you? You know, (laughs) and that's an important question because there are so many toys out there. And, you know, we as a culture like to keep sex is so still taboo in the United States on a lot of levels. I mm-hmm. feel the culture's changing a lot, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Thank you, Marley Cyrus. Thank you, Marley. More so, damn fucking <laughs> hipsters. Um, mm-hmm. There was... There's still that whole thought process behind it, though, that some of it is it's behind closed doors and everything, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, normal. Yeah. You know, it's normal to get off. It's normal to love yourself. That That's our happy mm-hmm. word for masturbation around here. No one loves you like you. And, uh, which I think was taken from, uh, Katie Morgan, who you probably have heard of Katie Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Katie Morgan did a podcast with Kevin Smith's podcast network. I'm not sure if she still does it. Um, but she did one having sex with Katie Morgan. She's also had a bunch of podcast or she had the podcast, but then also specials on HBO. HBO, Um, but one of her main things was nobody loves you like you. And she's right. Like, how can you expect someone to, I know she does. Um, how can you expect someone to <laughs> to does. love you so and to pleasure you if you don't know how to make yourself feel good? Absolutely. You know? No, I totally agree. And I've said that to, to people, and they're like, well, I don't masturbate. Well, what? Why not? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's against my religion. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you here? <laughs> if my religion said you can't masturbate, I find a different religion. <laughs> Which, we, Which is why I like, like all, all acts of pleasure, you know, and they harm none are, you know, gifts of the goddess. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I've known people where, there's like, cause I know some people that are a ton of different religions, and one, there's like three different people I know that are totally different religion, like one where you don't, you just don't do it, you just don't, you don't even think about it, you just don't even do it. Like it or masturbate? Masturbate oh. it. 
anything. What if you're you bored play? on Tuesday? What are you gonna do? Scrabble, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> they're he was very like, good spellers. Very good. Dude, he's like he's like twenty years old. Doesn't have a girlfriend right now or a boyfriend. You know, he could be either way. But he was acting up and he was acting really just dramatic. And my coworker, he turns around. She's like, he really needs to just release him, release everything, right? She's like, he needs a, like, I really, I feel really bad because he needs a, he just needs a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He just needs something. And she's like, before, because he, he didn't stop. He mm-hmm. wasn't just like, I'm going to act dramatic and then stop. He was, so first was like, was the question, does he have a girlfriend? Like, mm-hmm. does, is he happy, like, where he's at? Does, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> Cause she's like, Does he have what he needs <laughs> right now? He's like, she's like, no single guy, or like no one of them, no single guy or no guy in a relationship would act like this, or like. And then her second question was like, does he like not believe that that's okay or something? Because he really needs to just let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> and I'm saying that. Right now, <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot to be said um, that sexuality should be more conditioned as part of our health oh, absolutely. and part of this. My soapbox in life, in some oh, ways, God. here we go. I know. Jared's rolling his eyes at all the tangents tonight. No, but, I closed. I covered my eyes so okay. you can see them rolling. But my soapbox, when I went back to finish my degree, um, part of my degree had to do with sociology, mm-hmm. and part of that was we kept having to do these papers. Well, my thing became, first started off as um, uh, teen pregnancy, and then Mm -hmm. kind of has has evolved from there. And I'm a big proponent that we teach sex education wrong in this country. Oh, yeah. We need to teach it as sexual health education. But we need to start teaching as sexual health. We need to teach people that sex is a, is a healthy part of a healthy of a healthy and happy and trusting relationship. Mm-hmm. So along with that, as part of a happy, healthy, trusting relationship, you trust that your other person is being honest with you about where they've been and where they're continuing to go. Mm-hmm. They're honest with you about where they want to be. They're honest with you about the like everyone should be STD tested and everyone should be safe. And like, that's the thing I've, I want to tra- teach my children is that I understand you're probably not going to make it to marriage without having sex. I'd like it if you could make it towards the end of high school, if not out of high school, but I understand that might happen. What I want you to do is I want you to be in a relationship that you care very deeply about the person. And I want you to be safe about it. Safe and healthy means using protection, both of you. You know, for girls, that means some sort of birth control. For boys, it means always using a condom. That means going and getting regularly tested and taking care of yourself, not only for your physical health, but your mental and emotional health as well. Mm-hmm. All of those go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. We need to start teaching that. We need to stop teaching other things. Abstinence is the only way to, you know, prevent... Right, and, and just like, in, in scare tactics, that's the other mm-hmm. one. And apparently, I was talking to a very good friend who I went to school with, who did not know about the menstrual cycle. When we discussed it, I was shocked because we sat in class together and learned about it, but then she didn't know about it. I was like, how did that... She must have been... I've decided she was sick that day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she is one of the smartest people I know hands down. I was like, did you... Were you not in class for that? 
I don't think she was in class. I think she must have been sick. She had to have been. But it was just one of those things where, like, we don't always get all the education that we'd like to get. Absolutely. And, you know, someone's sick that day and they missed something really fucking important. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) fucking important. Or or important fucking, you know. You know. Whatever. (laughs) Sort of like screwing the president. That's important fucking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love for people to be more open to talk about it and to experience it and... I think it's been really interesting talking to my friends that have gone through things. One of the things I always tell people when they have a baby is, like, relax after you have a kid because you're getting used to having someone touching you as in your child all day long, and Mm -hmm. there's a difference between being physically touched every day and having the loving touch of of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you've been holding onto a baby for eight hours, and you're like, I don't want to be touched anymore. And your partner, who hasn't been touched at all, is like, but I need a hug. And you're like, get the fuck away from me. And that gets better because you get used to it. You're like, this is a different touch than this. And, and even though this, I've been touched all day, now I need the emotional connection as well. But um, that's one of the things I always feel the need to tell new parents. is like it takes time to adjust to that whole process, things you don't understand until you get there. Yeah, she, every once in a while, I'm sorry, love me, uh, <laughs> has these moments where, like, I just can't touch any part of her. Like, I just like, like this is a no-touch day. Okay, okay. Yo, there's your bubble. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, bu- bubble's a big thing. This is my dance space. This is your dance space. <laughs> I get it. I don't like to cuddle for that very, I don't, I don't. And, you know, everyone's like, what do you mean you don't like to cuddle? I'm like, I don't like to breathe. I don't like, no, hold on. At night, like, when we're sleeping and stuff, I don't need to be in your space all the time. Why are you... Because, just because you claim three quarters of the bed as your space doesn't mean you're not in my fucking space. I know. Okay? Like, yes, if you like being in my space because you're like, um, this bed is mine. Okay? We argue about Jared sleeps on his back in one spot. Right? Hold on. And then claims I'm taking up the bed. I'm like, but you're not in it. Just because Poland doesn't push its eastern borders doesn't mean the Nazis get to walk in and take the eastern half of Poland. Okay? Okay? Oh, but but you weren't using it as much as I could use it. So this is mine now. No! Sometimes I like to build the wall there, though. Fort kick ass. Fort kick ass. But, you know, it's, it's all those things. I don't like to call it yet. I'm in your bubble. Just my All butt is in your bubble. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's a breach of, of security, which is fine. I like it. It's fine. Like I don't. I don't mind right. it at all. I like. I enjoy you being in my space. Right. I don't like. Like we're, we're not like. I, we're not like crazy. Like we don't like spooning. Like oh, I've got to hold you, and you're not going to move. And you know. It's like but it's like punch. okay. I want you to be by me. I know you're here. Okay. So I'm going to sleep here, and you're there. That's cool. Do the butt touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she butt touches my leg. Yeah. We don't like. But uh, what's fun? Hold on. But we will also, depending on how drunk I get and how much, <laughs> how many onions I eat, we will we will ask to ask each other. Yes. Because I am a horrible processor of onions <laughs> and beer. It is not good. And sometimes I'll be like, "Can I?" Pu-? And I'll say, "Can I put my butt on you?" And they'll be like, "Yes." Yeah. So I'll scooch over, and then probably half the time is to shove the blanket in between us. <laughs> I don't like skin-to-skin contact. <laughs> he doesn't like skin-to-skin. She's I don't like horrible. to be breathed out. How'd your kids get here? <laughs> I know. I like that. But Sex I don't like, when, when I'm ready to sleep, I like, like, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm, I don't like to be hot when I sleep. I like to be cool. Okay, so like, I'm, I'm the leg out, so, you know, mm-hmm. got my leg out on top of the covers. Temperature gauge. So when she puts her butt on me, I've got to deal with another person's body heat because 
She's a woman, so therefore she has to transfer all of my hot body heat into her like cold body. suck it out. <laughs> right. Like right. a fucking cold hand of death. Exactly. And it's like, so it fucks up my balance, man. So I'm like, no. So I just got like, she'll like, oh, move my butt to you. She's like, she's like turns over and starts scooting over. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> like, shuff, like, shuff, like, like, Chopping the blanket down in between us, I'm like, like you don't have to put a pillow there, but what you know, I, I like the pressure, I like you being near me, it's awesome, but just don't touch me. <laughs> well, because sexy time and sleep time are two different things. Oh, and, yeah. and what does spooning lead to? Forking. Exactly. <coughs> not, not that there's anything wrong with forking, but oh, no. sometimes you need to nap. Yeah. Sometimes you just need. Sometimes to nap. an accidental spoon leads to forking when, yes. you, when you need some sleep. Yeah. However, any accidental forking is always better than sleeping. True. This is this is true. But if we spooned, we we would then fork and we would never sleep. I'm not seeing the downside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. So, well, if you don't get enough sleep, then you don't fork even though you do. Oh, yeah, good point. Yes. Good point. So you balance. end up sleeping. Well, and we have a rule whoever wakes the other person up has to get on top. That's good a good rule. That is a good rule. Right? Really good You're going to wake me up out of sleep? You look, 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 I will be a willing participant, but if you woke yes. me up, get to work. <laughs> I'll be here. I'm with you, but... Right? Exactly. Rules to live by. We could write a book. <laughs> if you wake the other one up, you must get on top. This this episode is overshare, Claire. The, uh, that's, which is my nickname for so many reasons. <laughs> I think it's overshare everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overshare life right now. <laughs> I like to sleep naked. <laughs> hey. Hey, dude. <laughs> Speaking of oversharing things, are there any perks to working in a porn shop? Like, I get desk drops at work. I have all kinds of face products and skincare products. He gets all kinds of face products and skincare products, too. <laughs> Free semen for all. <laughs> Actually, I do get free semen every night when I have to clean off the DVDs. Oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> uh, we wrap them out too. You know. Oh, that's and, right. Mm. Um, yeah, yay, hands on answer. Uh, I guess the the best part <laughs> of my like the perk is I get things for a little bit over cost. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good perk. So, like, um, what's perk? the markup like on on uh, porn stuffs? Uh, some movies we. Uh, we charge double what we pay for. Makes sense. Uh, a lot hard. of lingerie we basically sell for cost. Yeah. Um, Are those lo- your lo- like loss leader type things? Like to get people to like come in and then like, oh well, hey, you got that, and then then they come in like, oh well, they got this. Oh, it's a good price. Let me see what else they got. Oh, hey, pretty boom. much. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, we don't have a lot of lingerie, but you know, it, it is fairly cheap. Sure. And it's a good quality, well, good-ish quality. Sure. Um, compared to like Lovers Lane, we have like bigger girl stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That some guys like to wear too. Sure. Uh, and can fit in. And where Lovers Land is for like size zero and below. Right. <laughs> right. Different Absolutely. strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Um, I understand. And our a lot of our toys are we sell. Mary, you're uh, rocking. She is. Does that a lot. Uh, <laughs> like so, a lot of the toys will sell for like half, uh, <laughs> uh, plus half of cost. Yeah. Um, so like if it's if we spend like eight dollars to buy this one toy, mm-hmm. um, we'll sell it for twelve. Gotcha. Oh, that's not bad. Do you guys carry any higher end products? Do you carry like so, like some of the like higher end uh, lines or no? Uh, kind of. Like, can you go in and get a Wee Vibe or a oh yeah, totally. Or, yeah, yeah, we we got yeah. we've got those. Um, All kinds of things. I just I, like see. I, I before I started working at the porn shop, I didn't know a lot about like products. Gotcha. Right. Look, I thought KY was the shit. 
And now <laughs> <working> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> well, after the experience that we had with the KY, his and hers. Um, that is, you know what, that, that is like an evil experiment. Like, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? No, no, see, see, the, the, we tried it once and it was fantastic. But I was homeless for a little while and we left it in my car. And it was winter. And it froze and thawed and froze and thawed and froze and thawed. And then it went from a stimulating, you know, heating, cooling sensation to a oh my numbing God, my sensation. Oh. I couldn't feel my balls for a week. <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. rough. Uh, but yeah, oh like now that I work at, where I'm working, I know <coughs> KY is indeed not the shit. In fact, it is shit. It is crap. Yeah, so that's why they sell it at Walgreens and not anywhere. You know, at Walgreens. Go Joe. I found out from um, one of my friends is a pure romance consultant, and she actually said like it's actually one of the one of, of the lubes out there on the market. It's one of the ones that has the most high, most uh, like that one of the highest allergy rates. Like people oh, react yeah. to it. Oh, I, me and it don't. Work I like. Well. I thought for a long time. Overshare, clear warning. I thought for a long time like if we had broken it out and I was uncomfortable the next day, it was because of overuse as opposed to like the product Mm -hmm. and then I discovered no it's the product that was Mm -hmm. causing it as opposed to overuse um so yeah I've stopped using it and yep that was the that was the culprit it's not good stuff well especially down there it's so sensitive sensitive yeah any any old deviation pH any deviation in any place it can just be like what would be your lube brand of right recommendation uh Joe it's definitely my lube brand of recommendation. Okay. Uh, a lot of their stuff is water-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so although you may have to add, like, reapply a little bit every so often, mm-hmm. it's easier to clean off. It doesn't mess with your pH balance at all. Um, they, and they're not, you're not going to get, like, a, a reaction like you do if you have, if you have latex allergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you use a silicone-based lubricant, you are going to react. Um, it's, it's, it's no bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Joe has a couple different uh, products in their water-based line. Mm-hmm. Uh ones that heat up they get to about 100 to 115 degrees so a little bit more than body temperature right. which is really good for like uh, um, g-spot and prostate stimulation um, they have a cooling uh, one that uh, just it's kind of like minty and whatnot yeah um, and that's really good for clitoral stimulation or like tweaking the nipples and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, we have flavored lubricants uh, from Joe that are water-based and have no sugar in them so they don't get tacky oh yeah. that's the well and sugar part. is yeah. bad for the JJ. absolutely sugar because yeah. yeast I mean, likes sugar yeah, you, I was going to say oh. yeast is and I'm sorry girls every girl, <laughs> girl you all everyone contains yeast it's part of our natural bacterial mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. however it's when that balance gets out of out of whack that it mm-hmm. becomes rampant and that's why sugar on your shit is not a good idea that's why Absolutely. if you think it's fruit sounds like a good idea it's when the acid of your vajayjay can't kill the back can't kill the yeast yes. <laughs> it's not a good thing mm-hmm. so yeah um but we also joe has an lubricant that's water based as well mm-hmm. uh it does the heating cooling and regular um and then we have some silicone joe if you just don't like water based Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't see why you wouldn't like water-based. Um, but I guess silicone, you don't have to apply as much. Correct. Uh, so we do have that. And Joe's actually a pharmaceutical company before they're a toy company. Oh. So it's all mm-hmm. FDA approved. Gel, I- G-E-L? Huh? Joe. 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 J-O. Joe. Okay, you can say gel. I'm sorry. Clean my ears out. <laughs> um, so there's your own sound effects now. Hey. Uh, but yeah, they're hypoallergenic, FDA approved, and all that. You're not going to get any kind of reaction except for with the 
uh, silicone based if you have a latex outlet. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Like a company is like, hey, we got this like really good stuff that works really well for this application, and nobody's buying it. What else can we use it for? Fucking. Uh, how's that profit margin looking? Oh, pretty good, boss. Uh, I. We're making fuck lube now. Let's go. <laughs> we, we, we actually have uh, fuck lube. We have fuck water. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, rotten ass spit uh, from Bonnie Rotten. She has her own oh, ass lube God. and a lubricant. It's ass spit. Which I was told my biggest suggestion from one of my friends gave us friend. From, from your one of my friends. Friend? One of my friends gave us friend. Your, your friends gave us friend. Yeah, he's the shit. He said, if you ever do anal, my one suggestion is you always use a water-based lube. Do not use any silicone. Oh, yeah. Always use water. Then you got to go with like a bottle, you know, scrubber just like up there in the ass getting it out. Because it's <laughs> sticky and then you got to wash it and it's super hard to wash. And then you got the same thing as when you put syrup in like a whatever and you got maggots up there. And then you randomly like are sitting in class and... You know, the happy stuff, but really it's maggots. I don't know about that, but... but <laughs> there was a... There was a but I, um, it wow. happened. It happens. Girls, girls get the feels I, in class, because there's stuff floating around up there. Oh. <laughs> that is not a bow, good bow, idea. Bow, bow, bow. Bow. Are, are you sure that's true and not just something This is why you, you shouldn't stick things in your ass unless they're supposed to go in your ass. Uh, well, absolutely. I, I well, 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 or designed to go in. Clean and, and designed clean to go after. in your ass. Always yes. clean, always clean places after you do things. Yes, mm-hmm. they make Especially special sugar. cleaner. The, 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 a lot of the special <laughs> cleaners out there are very important because. Mm-hmm. The, the products of what they're made out of, like dish soap will deteriorate a lot, you know, like things like silicone and stuff. So that's why, you know, the, the cleaners, I think, are very, very important out there. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need things up in there. Yep. Speaking of, of things that are good products, if someone was, was a novice to the world of sexual exploration, mm-hmm. what three things would you recommend that they come in and purchase? Well, I would ask if it's for them, like just a solo or for, for them and uh, let, Let's go typical heterosexual couple. <laughs> Okay. What three things do you think, like those people should have in their drawer? Um, I would definitely give them a standard water-based gel lubricant. Okay. Uh, just because sometimes you know you need a little bit of lube. Um, it happens. I probably uh, get like a little bullet vibrator, uh, something for like just a little bit of clitoral stimulation, and uh, maybe the cock, a cock ring for the guy if he has a hard time keeping it up. There you go. Solid advice, I think. It's a good, it's a good, it's a beginner kit. It's a good go bag. It's a good go bag. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta start, start small before you can work your way up to the big things. Mm-hmm. Both, you know, in terms of anal plugs and other stuff. <laughs> start small, then work up big. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, one more question, I think, and then you know we'll we'll wrap things up. But hot phrasing. Anyways, <laughs> I get it. It's funny because it's talking about a penis. Yeah, yeah. What is there anything there that you walked in and went, I have no idea how to use this. You're like, I literally don't know what that is for. You encountered anything like that? Or you took you a while to be like, and you flipped it over and then you flipped it over again and then you turned it inside out or whatever and you're like, all right, now I get it. Um... Alright, this is gonna uh, this is mildly embarrassing. No judging. Um 
the easy beat the easy beat eggs. Easy. What is an easy beat egg? Uh, they look like Easter eggs. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, these things. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are we selling Easter eggs? You know, was there chocolate inside? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my coworker just tosses it to me, and just I'm just looking at it, and I'm, it's got directions in the back, but I'm like, I'm not looking at the directions. Um, I've seen like, then I glance at it and like, let's open up the egg tag and something. I'm like, well, what's in the egg? And they're like, it's a stroker. I'm like a stroker. Uh, it, it has a, a, a uh, ribbed sleeve that you, you take out, you put it on the penis, and you just sort of go to town. Or uh, like a pocket put, pussy. Yeah, basically. For a better pussy. word. Or like uh, but a you, term. these you can also flip inside out, put on a toy, and please a female. Huh. Hmm. The things you see, the more you. Know. You learn something new every day. Indeed. There's so much out there. There was a really funny video on BuzzFeed last week, a couple weeks ago, um, where they gave um, a bunch of people sex toys and told them they were like face, or told them they were like beauty products. Hilarious. <coughs> There's like little ladies like rubbing vibrators on their faces. And, uh, there was one point, I can't remember if it was anal lube or there was some sort of like... There was some sort of like cream, I can't remember what it was for, it was some sort of cream where they're like, oh, this feels really good on your hands, and then they're like, what do you think you'd use this product for? And they'd like explain it, they're like, oh, we'll put it... Awesome. Awesomely funny. Because, you know, sometimes, <clears throat> you know, it's not, it's not bad to get creative, but sometimes you the same point, you're like, um, what? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Um, any other final words you'd like to share with the rest of the world? Um, well, about the shop, uh, I will say this. Um, we do sell these uh, electrical contact cleaners, which some people refer to as poppers. Mm-hmm. They use them uh, for drugs. They huff them and they get high. Don't do it. Yeah. It destroys the brain. It literally causes brain damage. It's corrosive. If, you, if it falls on your skin, it'll eat away at your skin. Um, I know someone who's done it for two years and then stopped for a while. And to this day, like he can't control his bladder, his bowels. He has to walk with a catheter. He looks like he's 90 and he's 30. He's got Parkinson's-like syndrome or uh, uh, things he shakes all the time. All from doing poppers. Don't do it. Don't do poppers, kids. <laughs> well, that's that's really important because yeah. that's yeah. one that's one place where that's like the head cleaner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Porn shops are one of the places where they will still sell VHS head cleaners and people will buy them to use as poppers. And that's actually a great point to make. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's, 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 it's a acidic, or is it high base? No, it's high base. Mm-hmm. It's very corrosive. Yeah. It's all bad. Don't do it. Like, if you're thinking about doing it, find a different drug. Yeah, seriously. Like, there, like, there, like there are a lot cocaine of... Cocaine is better for you. Yeah, there is a, I, I'd almost say heroin is better I, for I would you. Rather, I would rather somebody smoke a crack rock... Oh, yeah. Then try poppers because it's so easy because because of the accessibility of the drug, mm-hmm. it would be so easy to get it. And that's not the intended purpose. That's not. I mean, that is not the intended purpose of the product you're selling. Well, some of the companies of the ones that we do sell, they realize what the what it is, and like the, like the one that the biggest seller is Rush. It's got right. a superhero on it with a cape, and it's called Rush, and it's supposed to give you a high. Right. Like it's supposed to make you feel rushed and palpitate your heart and whatnot. And like if you use it as a huffer. Um, right, but you know it's it's, a, it's an electrical contact cleaner, so they're they're right. not even trying. They're, they're basically saying like, yeah, it, it rushes the cleanness or whatever. Yeah, it cleans no, it, really it's fast. So bad. No, no, they know what they're doing, and yeah, like the owners of my company know what they're doing and why they're buying it. Right. But 
they like, well, we make too much money selling it, so we're not going to stop. No, yeah, and that's it's it's again and one it, of those things where yeah, just like I'm for legalizing all drugs, mm-hmm. but this shit is too dangerous. Right. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead and do it if you want to do it, but be warned that yeah. mm-hmm. it's fucking terrible for you. It will it will wreck you up? It will destroy your life. It'll, it'll fuck you yeah. up. Ooh, I, I that was that was a fantastic point to make because I think that's because yours is one of the only industries where you can have ready access to it, mm-hmm. and it's a great point. Sorry, do didn't, you have any? Didn't mean to jump on your bandwagon. No, <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. Dude, I've seen when I go visit them. I've seen guys where they walk in and walk out like five times, and I'm just like, what is wrong with that dude? Like, what is going on? They're like, oh, he just does that all the time. And I'm like, he looks high as balls. <laughs> like, I don't know what he took. I don't know if he bought something. Hey. But that does not look normal. His thing, his thing might be opening doors. <laughs> Actually, in front no, of he, people. He's going outside to have a cigarette, wait to see if there's anyone he wants to fuck. It's coming in the shop. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I'm just some lady that's visiting my boyfriend and his friends. Yeah. I, I read something recently that was pretty funny, and it said... They, they, I don't remember where it came from, but it was like, man, I am really thankful, or maybe someone said it, and they, man, I'm really thankful that all I need to get off is just another, like, like a, it was a guy that had said it, mm-hmm. I'm lucky that all I need to get off is a, is a chick. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. And you know what? God damn it, I'm lucky, because I don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Did you have anything else you wanted to share with the, uh, with the rest of the world, Mary? Who I always want to call Mary Mary, quite contrary, all the time. <laughs> My door- garden does grow, and I don't own a lamb, and I'm not mean. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm not mean all the time. Yeah, True story. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners for hanging out there with us and, and lasting through this hiatus. And I'm going to do my best to try and make sure that we've got new and fun content for you. Um, please, please, please send in your feedback. I want to know what you guys want to hear and what kind of topics you want to um, want to listen to. Please also write into Ask Mama Claire at askmamaclaire at gmail.com with any questions you might have for me or one of my guests previous or um ideas for guests coming up like you want to you have a question you want to ask someone specific i can try and find someone to come on out uh don't forget to listen to all the other great shows on the disease network you're going to get a disease something gate where i like to interject constantly um that just happened dust drunks there's also a new show um coming out too soon backlash we rule which backslash. might actually backslash sorry i can't read backslash we rule um, which might actually wind up coming out before this posts, but if it does, yay. If not, listen to it when it comes out. Um, again, you can reach me at diseasenetworkhasvd at gmail.com, and all of your questions can go to askmamaclaire at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at, at @badgedialogues. Uh, thank you again, Matt and Mary, for joining us. And Jared, thank you for being the penis gallery and joining us as well. Happy and, to be here. <laughs> and remember, armor the tank before you enter the flank. Thanks, folks. Good night.